Hello, everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, encourage, and empower women and young girls to dream without limitations. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Julie Court, and she is a transitions and communications consultant. So I'm really excited to get to know more about her and her journey and how she's been able to make her way through where she is now today. So hi, Julie. How are you doing today? I am fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. So I want to go ahead and let you um, allow the audience to know a little bit more about you and what you do. Well, I um, have the exciting experience of writing a book, which became into a discussion guide, which turned into public speaking. And so I'm a motivational author and speaker for the incredible life makeover. And so I think that fits really well with Made to Dream because um, we all go through seasons of life where we could feel like we're never going to um, make it to our dreams and we can give up on them. But I'm just wanting um, just a voice that you can do it. And um, if I can do it, you can do it. I love it. I love it. And I love how you said, you know, we all go through these little downfalls or pits um, that are very discouraging towards our goals and our future. And sometimes it's those downfalls or those down moments that build the most character within us. So I'm so excited to learn how you were able to build through that. So walk us a little bit through your journey and how you were able to get to this point in your career and be able to decide to do what you're doing now. Yeah, well, I've been able to do a number of things. Um, an author was something that I did after I turned 50. Um, so um, it's never too late. Never it's too late. never too late to do exciting things or to go back to school or um, so. Um, but when I was um, younger, um, I grew up in an alcoholic home and um, but I had many good memories as well. Um, my mom was fairly codependent, and so um, they ended up getting divorced. And um, I went through a period where a lot of people experience divorce, either as a child or as an adult, and you think your life is over. Mm -hmm. um, but um, unfortunately for me, and unfortunately for my mom, she ended up uh, remarrying someone who was um, 10 times worse. Um, he was um, violent and pornographic and um, ended up shooting guns at us. And, um, wow. and at the worst period of my life, um, when I was a teenager living in that um, really terrible, terrible situation, mm -hmm. I actually, um, the words I like to describe it as I feared a loveless future. Mm -hmm. And I feared that I, my dreams of being anything I wanted were just not even possible. Like I could just see blackness in my future because I mm -hmm. didn't have any hope. Right. And so um, I was able to, though, um, God brought some wonderful people into my life, and my friend Miriam came in, and um, just having people who loved you mm -hmm. and, um, and who could teach you um, good principles mm -hmm. um, and to believe in yourself again and to have an identity that wasn't based on the decisions of other people, mm -hmm. um, the decisions of people in authority over you. Um, you know, there's things that other people decide that you don't have any control over. And so learning how to restart my life and many of the principles um, that I did that with are outlined in the Incredible Life Makeover. And one of the most powerful ones uh, at the very, very beginning was learning to walk in forgiveness to those who hurt me. 
I love it. I think, you know, I was sitting here listening to your story and I think I've been talking about this with some people um, in my circle as well about how sometimes we take things that have occurred in our childhood, different traumas or different things that we kind of disliked and we take it into our adult life. Um, we talked about briefly before we started this interview about reflecting, um, being able to self-reflect. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we can do because um, let's say we're going for a job or a certain type of career. We have to kind of reevaluate within ourselves. Why do I really want this? Am I chasing this for a reason that I shouldn't be? Am I chasing it to fill a void that or to cover up something that is constantly hurting me, continue to hurting me that I haven't healed from yet? And I think that that is a great message in itself is reflect on the things from your past heal from those things. It's not to say that you have to forget, but heal from those things so that you don't make the same mistakes in the remainder of your life. Yeah. And I think for me personally, um, if I would have stayed that person, I would have continued to hate men. I would have continued to mistrust authority. Mm -hmm. I would have continued to be an angry, resentful person. And so in the Incredible Life Makeover, I not only, te I not only um, teach about forgiveness um, because it's a really great thing to do, but it right. actually saved me. Mm -hmm. And um, it saved me because I had to reestablish an authentic way of how I wanted to see the world. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm a very positive person. And so I grew. Um, but one thing that was very interesting is, is I, went, I went to college and I became a systems analyst. And then I had three children mm -hmm. and I took the huge jump and I decided to be a stay-at-home mom because I had never had a stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. and I really wanted to be that for my children. Mm -hmm. And the thing though was, is it exposed even more things on the inside of me about what my identity was built on, right. what, what, like what it was founded on was all these accolades from work. And mm -hmm. um, I had to learn about service. I had to learn about doing things for the right reason, not because I was going to, other people were going to praise me for it. And I had to learn how to control my own thoughts and my emotions. And so all that's in the book too. And, and one of the chapters is actually called help. I'm having an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. And I think we can live in an identity crisis until we actually figure out who am I and what do mm -hmm. I want to be and what are my dreams and, and what I'm, what am I willing to, um, to do to go, to, to run toward those dreams. Right. And, you know, I love that you said that as well, because a lot of times I speak about this as how being able to explore in life is a luxury. Everyone does not get the opportunity to be able to explore, um, explore careers, explore themselves, explore what they like and what they don't like, because it takes being able to have time, being able to have access to different resources and just being able to be able to self be able to sit and self-reflect. Some people have so many things going on in their life that they don't even just have a second to sit down and reflect on everything that is happening around them and to them. So I think that's a huge key factor as well. When we when we don't do that, what happens is, which I found in my life, is mm -hmm. I end up making the same mistakes over and over. Right. And so um, the power of reflection is key, which mm -hmm. is um, one of the survey questions that I have in my book of 80 people, people 80 years old and older. Mm -hmm. um, and they really thought that reflection was important. And they also thought that risk-taking 
this yeah. taking was really important. And so mm -hmm. one of my things is um, I have a personal phrase, do it afraid, mm -hmm. because I do not want to, um, I do not want to get to the end of my life and regret not taking risks. Right. And one of my favorite, um, my favorite leaders um, is passed away. Now his name was Miles Monroe. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the things, the, the little word pictures he gave was that the, that the graveyard was actually the richest the place richest on earth. earth. Yes, because there's so many people that have so many great ideas and they're just afraid to act upon them. I say it all the time, I use the analogy, if you want to create a magazine, go for it. I don't care if you don't sell one copy, go for it, do it, put it out there. You, you don't know how it's going to work or the success that it's going to have unless you do it. And don't take it to the grave with you because um, one of the last things that the, this survey of 80-year-olds came out with was that you should live to, live to do something that will last beyond your lifetime. Mm -hmm. And think about all the songs that are never written or um, the companies that are never started because what mm -hmm. happens if I fail? Mm -hmm. And so I'd like to encourage your audience today um, about dreams come true when we start asking the right question. And the right mm -hmm. question is, what happens if it succeeds? Mm -hmm. I think I think the biggest factor is fear here. And a lot of times it's like, how do we reverse fear that was instilled to us? Because we're not born with fear. I mean, I've seen babies come right out their womb and they're like touching snakes and stuff. Now, I wouldn't touch a snake now because of the, steer, the fear that's been instilled in me. But, you know, they're so fearless, you know, when they come out and we're taught to fear. So how do we reverse years of work that's been put onto us and just kind of like release all of that? You know what I mean? I have a whole chapter on how to overcome fear in the incredible life makeover. Mm -hmm. And when I work with clients, um, I'm a, I'm a consultant because what I do is I teach skill sets. Mm -hmm. And so one skill set I teach is how to overcome a spirit of fear mm -hmm. and live your best life now. And so one of the things that I do is, is we, we actually talk about why am I letting fear control this situation because there's usually a more powerful motivation than success right. and that's sabotaging you. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I like to have my clients explore is what is my not doing what I want and allowing fear to control the situation? What is it actually stealing from me? Mm -hmm. And so many people use excuses to not do, not fulfill their dreams but I believe that um, you can overcome fear and you can reject. Um, I teach my clients to reject cooperating with a spirit of fear mm -hmm. and instead walking in faith, walking mm -hmm. in faith that something good is going to happen. Um, not just necessarily being positive, but mm -hmm. looking and seeing that positive outcome in the future, that that becomes what you're seeing instead of the negative thing that you're fearing. Right. So that's how I, I teach skill sets to overcome fear because I don't want to get at the end of my life and I had just had a whole bunch of fear-based excuses. Mm -hmm. So I know that um, you've been able to use all these skills to help yourself and to be able to help others as well. What are some of the biggest transformations that you've seen within yourself and your clients that you didn't even know were possible? Um, well, actually, just becoming a normal human being after living with um, a pornographic, violent 
um, abuser, um, that was a victory for me. And I know many people who have identities where they don't, where they don't think that they can do it. Mm-hmm. So I think like being a successful um, uh, business owner, I was a business owner for 25 years. Um, I also have a degree in education. I was a, I was a teacher in the public school, private school, homeschool. Um, so if you want to talk about person who explores, um, but like I had a person who signed up for my consulting and she was like, well, I'm not sure it's going to work for me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, why don't you just give it a try? Already and doubting. So, <laughs> yeah. And it actually turned out that um, because of, and she had a biracial marriage and biracial children and um, had a lot of hurts and wounds from people's reactions to that. Mm-hmm. And we actually came down to the root problem that she um, was easily offended. Mm-hmm. And so um, what, what we did was we actually worked on her choosing to not partner with a spirit of offense all the time, mm-hmm. to not look for the offense but to step back and actually choose a different response. Right. And this impacted her marriage so greatly mm-hmm. because her, her husband actually had a dry sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And so instead of being offended with him every day, because he would make jokes that he thought were funny and she would assume the worst, uh-huh. get offended. And that would, that would be how she would start her day. Right. And so it was like her guard was to do that. up from day one. Exactly. From the very, and then it happened with clients, you know, she would get offended at clients and then choosing instead of getting offended to assume good motive and practice active listening and ask questions and actually try to understand the other person's point of view. And she was like, you have given me a new way of living Mm -hmm. just from getting rid of that spirit of offense that Mm -hmm. she was walking around with. Mm -hmm. Um, so the thing is, is, I mean, there have been people who, um, have had things in their marriage that have been on their 25 years. And just by Mm -hmm. learning to walk in forgiveness and learn how to become a better listener through active listening, it's like, I am walking in better communication with my husband than I have in 25 years. Mm -hmm. And just from two simple skill sets. So it's pretty exciting when people actually do the inner game work Mm -hmm. that so affects your outward success and enjoyment of life. Right. I think especially like, you know, if we're experiencing very strong emotions, like ups, being upset, angry, um, hatred and things like that, we have to sometimes sit back and like you said, reflect on why am I feeling this way? What is making me feel this way? And how can I address that so that I don't feel this way in the future? So I think that's, you know. I really hated men because of what had been done to me Mm -hmm. and what had been done to people that I love Mm -hmm. and forgiveness, choosing to forgive and choosing to release off bitterness and hatred so that you can truly forgive and bless that person and want their life that love could come into their life. But I don't want to be Mm -hmm. uh, an anchor of that hatred in me anymore. Like that is freedom. Mm-hmm. So with the experiences that you've gone through to be able to get where you are today, did you have to go to, ex- to therapy to heal? I know everyone's experience is different. Is, is that something that you would suggest to someone that is going through those things that you've gone through? Um, you know, I have a lot, I had a lot of people who love me, mm-hmm. um, but I, it was my, it was truly my relationship with the Lord and um, truths out of the Bible 
not to do them because they were a law, but because they set me free. Right. Like forgiveness because it set me free. Mm-hmm. Love loving other people and loving myself because mm-hmm. it set me free. Um, so those were all helpful. I did go to um, conferences where um, healthy models and healthy thinking were, you know, marriage seminars, um, you know, personal development seminars. But I actually never did go to a an official counselor right, um, right. because I was. Um, I mean, everybody's my, process was different, so right. Everyone yeah. heals differently, so. You just have to find out what works for you. And I mean, the thing is, it's like you can try it. If it doesn't work for you, find a different method. There's so many different ways to find healing, to find help in, you know, your journey. And that's one of the reasons why I exist is Mm -hmm. is because I can take the lessons that I learned and um, I package them kind of by accident into skill sets. And so when people work with me, it makes their recovery um, journey faster and um, easier. Um, mm-hmm. And because then we're actually working on applying that skill set. And it doesn't go, a lot of people go to counseling for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And so when people work with me as a consultant, that's why I'm a consultant and not a coach, because a lot of people have a life coach for two years mm-hmm. and they talk a lot, but I don't, sometimes I don't see their life change very much. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm a consultant and we're going to work on skill sets that you apply to your life and you're going to see change. And so um, most of the time people see a a significant change in one or more areas of their life in two months. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Now, I know that you've reflected and shared a lot of different great gems about how to find happiness, release fear, you know, self-reflect in your life. What would you say are another top three things that you've learned along your journey that you've been able to help your clients with? that would help women and girls around the world to dream without limitations? Well, I think, well, I can't say it enough that the the things that people have done to you, not letting that become your identity. Um, The other thing though is I was very abrasive Mm -hmm. because I had a lot of unresolved anger Mm -hmm. and unresolved bitterness. And so, um, and frustration at wanting more, but not knowing how to get it. Right. And feeling like the people who were supposed to help me with that, it didn't do a great job. Um, but I have this phrase that I like to share, um, and I would share it with your audience. And that is, you're never persuasive when you're abrasive. Mm-hmm. And so I like to tell that to people who are getting married, um, mm-hmm. people who have had bad things done to them, um, people who are in high power positions, and they try to use positional Um, you know, and they're abrasive. The thing is, is that just puts up people's walls. It just makes people defensive and they can't hear you. Right. And I, the third thing I would say is, is I did have someone recently who was in his twenties asked me, what is the most, what is one piece of advice you could give me so I could have a better relationship with my girlfriend? Mm -hmm. And I told him, you need to learn how to listen. And you need to learn the skill of active listening so you Mm -hmm. can actually understand the other person's point of view Mm -hmm. and wait and then and then wait for them your turn so that they can understand you. And that way, solutions and people feel heard and valued. And who doesn't want that in life? Yes, I think that's a top tier of question. I mean, um, example that you've given there, I think, you know, that can work in so many different ways in relationships 
in you know workplace environments and business it works everywhere so for the guests who are interested in your services please do let them know how they can contact you how they can follow your journey or just keep up with you yeah well i have a facebook page um i have a nonprofit called new life for today because i don't think that new life should be something in the future it should start today mm -hmm. so new life for today and there's a store there. You can contact me there regarding my consulting, um, concerning um, how you would start working with me. You can order products on my store if you're interested. And just uh, some people go through the book and the discussion guide all by themselves. Some people go through it in small groups. Um, some people order my CDs and DVDs so they can hear me actually teach it. And mm -hmm. so um, you can find me on Facebook at Julie C., and that C is in cat and then court, like C-O-U-R-T, like Supreme Court, Julie C. Mm -hmm. Court. And I have Julie Court Consulting as well. Awesome, awesome. Well, it was so good to be able to hear your story. I'm pretty sure that it will impact so many listeners that we had today. Um, I do want to thank you once again for joining us, sharing your story and being here today. And when I sign my books, I um, usually sign at Ephesians 2. Um, and um, I, I really like to uh, write the phrase, never give up on your dreams. So thank you for having me. Thank you. We thank everyone once again for tuning in to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and we'll see you next time.